Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deconversion. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Conversion therapy. I'm Karen. And I'm Bonnie. And Karen's decided we're not saying welcome anymore. No, it's too formal. It's too much like, can you please wipe your feet on the mat before mm-hmm. you come in? So, oh, can you take your shoes off before the podcast? Thanks. <laughs> and since Karen doesn't like feet, make sure you're also wearing steel socks <laughs> over them. So she can't see anything. Yeah, we're assholes, and we think your dirt is awful. Because <laughs> it is. I saw someone the other day, and they had on, because it's cold here, puffy jacket. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sweater, puffy jacket, pants, and flip-flops. Well, I realized that means that they just got a pedicure. Oh. So good for them for self-caring in well, the cold months, because that's what I let go when I lived in a cold climate. <laughs> that's right. For me, it's sort of like uh, everything goes to shit in the winter, and then you get all like spruced up or just, you know, Everything is hidden clean. behind a nice, safe layer of wool, including your toes. Yeah. But when you take a shower, you're confronted with the reality. Yeah. <laughs> you just let that leg hair grow so they become <laughs> their own pair of leggings underneath your pants. <laughs> you put your you put your leggings on or your tights and you can see the hair coming out through it. <laughs> Did you see on, it was Instagram a few years ago where it had like a picture of a woman's hairy legs, like man hairy, and she was wearing hose. So all the hair was like plastered down under the hose and it was all curly and it was rough. When, uh, when we were in college. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but we had we had a time where we were going to just let a patch near our knees grow and see how long we could go. No. <laughs> what? We're, we, I mean, go to a Christian college and you can have that kind of excitement to look forward to. Oh, my goodness. I went <laughs> they to... put that in the brochure. Hair growing contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In we lieu of say, dancing, we offer. That's right. And do you know what our big event of the year was? This is no joke. You could buy for like $10 a cockroach. And what? we had cockroach races. And that was like the big event of the year. Do you <laughs> remember that? It's it sounds vaguely like something I would not have believed that came from my actual memory. 
I know. And I can't, oh, it was called like the big bug race or, you know, something like that. But, um, I mean, that's what everyone would get excited for. Like, whose team are you on? Are you guys going to get together and buy a cockroach? So Get um, together and buy a cockroach. I know. It's terrible. Could you, could you procure your own and enter them? I think they just had them somewhere. You didn't get your own, even though we had plenty uh, uh, to choose from. But Are you, you know, going to get would... together and buy a cockroach? Yes. <laughs> and it'd be like, okay, let me get a group of five friends. Now let's name ourselves something really cool like, you know, Dune buggies or something like that, and so then, you're you're saying that the entry was like ten dollars. Yes. So each person <laughs> contribute two dollars, which in That's college right. times you're right, two dollars was about yeah. what you wanted to or could spend. That's a burrito that you could buy at the <laughs> Chevron gas station for dinner. So yeah, that was definitely. Um, that's the highlight oh. of, of your year. They drew a circle on one of the uh, basketball court outside things. They drew a circle. You release them in the middle. I can't remember how you know which is yours. And then whichever one gets outside the circle. And it lasts probably 40 seconds. Right. And that's your yearly, like... Yay. And you call it like it really can hear human language and is running towards you. <laughs> All right. I did not remember that. I wonder if any of our uh, previous college co-eds, what do you call them? Classmates? Classmates. I wonder <laughs> if any of them have any pictures from that. I think there was something in our yearbook, and our yearbook really looked more like a uh, a brochure. Um, but <laughs> I think there was. It was. That's all it was. It was a it was a Christian track. My junior high yearbook that I hauled out the other day, and you know why, um, was more. It was more professionally done than our college one. Oh yeah, and then some years our college just skipped it. Like, I'm like, I think so. I'm like, did we get a yearbook? And people are like, no, they just couldn't get it together. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's it. So this is deconversion therapy. And Bonnie and I have known each other since we were very young toddler-ish. One. One. And, um... We grew up in the church. We became Christians. I became on fire for Jesus, a real Jesus freak, dedicated, became a missionary. Bonnie um, did not. <laughs> no, but you were a Christian, and we went to a Southern Baptist church. Uh, and then through our own different journeys in life, our own paths, we <laughs> both deconstructed in different ways. Mine was very long and painful and scared of hell and, and lots of things where Bonnie was just more like, that doesn't make sense. Um, A slow backslide. Right. <laughs> you just did the slow backing up into like the shadows on the side of the <laughs> stage and then turned around and ran. But um, I always had my, I, I was always suspicious 
of some things. That's good. Like, I never, I would say, I'm just sort of all in, which is good and bad. That, yeah, that's your, that's your way. And that's nice. Yeah. I, um, I'm, uh, reckless anyway uh (laughs) but I think that I and I put this in our bio at some some point like I wish I didn't think everybody was full of shit but that seems to be my first my first effort when I meet somebody is like in what way is this person full of shit and um that's not that's not something I like about me you know I, of course, didn't have that. And I had a boyfriend once who uh, said to me, Karen, always give people benefit of the doubt. And I did that for decades, trying to remind myself, Karen, give him the benefit of the doubt. And now at my age, I realize Mm -hmm. the first impression was absolutely correct. And the red flags I see, (laughs) I should just go with instead of giving like, oh, no, let me let that person into my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is how we both ended up deconstructing from Christianity and obviously now every person we've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Till all we have is each other (laughs) and... Some of the people that we have in our group on deconversion therapy on Facebook. It's a fun group. It has Christians. It has deconstructing Christians. Um, almost everyone is definitely not evangelical. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun group of people supporting each other. Yeah. And people it's aren't definite, shitty to each other. Nobody nope. makes, you know, judgments and snide comments. It's just support, support. It's not a place for debate because that just wears us out. And there are tons of places for debates like that. And there are tons (laughs) of Facebook groups where only Christians are supposed to be in or only those who left the church. But we let all the losers in. You have a space. (laughs) You have a space with us. Uh, This week we are doing an original episode because you guys have been listening to pre-recorded ones where we add intros at the beginning. And we've been talking about um, supporting us on Patreon. And before I tell you the exciting subject of this week, which is already in the title, so you already (laughs) know. Um, Unless you're on autoplay. Oh, could Which happens be on to me in someone's bed. autoplay? That would be exciting. Um, it is, uh, oh, so we want to definitely thank the people who've been supporting us on Patreon. And we have a few people who have been donating $10 or more a month and they get shout outs. So thank you to Take It Away, Bonnie. Okay, so for shout outs, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Ooh. And this is going to trick you up. Elaine, because she spells it with an A. Ah, oh, good one, Elaine. You guys don't realize how even little bits like this go so far to handle the tech stuff that we never even thought about before putting a podcast <laughs> on. So, yeah, we just revealed we don't know anything. <laughs> So you guys know that. No, I still don't. You know a lot. <laughs> um, so in the alphabetical orders, 
we also want to say Bridget, thank you so much. Um, and, yes. Bridget, yeah, and what? we've read one of her stories on Letter Sewed, so thank you, Bridget. Bridget, get some more stories, too, because that one was the favorite. Yes. Um, and then we skipped toward the end of the alphabet and hit Vicky. Oh, so Vicky? all the way. Skidding down. Thank you so much. So... Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash deconversion, and even the price of a nice latte, um, you can't even uh, a f- get a lipstick for just the $5 a month. There's no good $5 <laughs> not, not with the lipsticks you buy. Tell them what you just told me you had on your lips. I have Laneige Sleep Mask. It is, uh, I for got lips. it. For lips. For lip, yeah, but it was just, <laughs> came in one of those Sephora packs. I I do like my pretties because, um, yeah, I got to, I got to keep the car polished in the garage. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. And that's um, the fakest, that's the fakest name for a French line of cosmetics Laneige oh believe me I think how do you even spell that it's made in Omaha I'm positive um there's there it uh, is there's 17 accents on it are you on your phone (laughs) I had to look it up Laneige lip Laneige lip sleeping mask turn (laughs) off your ding dong phone Anywho, back to the patrons. We appreciate it. We can't tell you. We're always looking at ways to streamline our finances because we want to be good stewards. That's and right. And be able to keep up with all of the garbage that's in the news that seem to be trickling down into episode topics. I know. And My when God. I pay the four assistants that I've hired with the Patreon to read to me <laughs> while I'm lying in bed, it adds up, adds up. Um, hey, let me tell you about reading to me. There was a guy who was the president of NBC several years ago, and I told somebody, and when I joke about things, a lot of times I don't let you know that I'm joking and they take it seriously. That's and I said. True. And they said, I wonder why he's taking so long to read the script that we turned into the network. And I said, oh, because he doesn't read the scripts. He has somebody read them to him. And they believed it. <laughs> I, I would believe it. Yeah. So because. that got spread around. I'm like, great. Now it got back to me. Uh, like, I hope nobody told him. I'm sure they did. <laughs> like, he, and- like he knew. Nuggy knew who it was. <laughs> He's like, kick this person out of L.A. <laughs> We're done with her. So this, so this week, week. I was just reminding you what you were going to say, but clearly you hadn't forgotten. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here silently. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The rumor. Do you remember the rumor you started at our Christian college? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to reveal it, or would you like to confess? It came, it came from really wondering, because they played two of her songs in a row on the radio, and it wasn't two for Tuesday, so I didn't know what was going on, and I asked somebody, did Cindy Lauper die? And then someone overheard it, 
and then people talked about it. That's not the rumor. Very, very close. But so we, uh, when we went there, we just had, it was just a, a mishmash of old houses that you'd have class in, a few buildings, um, shared, you know, buildings with the church, just different things. And there was, we had our cafeteria, and then above that was like a meeting room. Um, And that's where, when I was an RA, they talked to us about crack, and they handed a vial around, and we were all supposed to look at it so we could identify it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, police guy came. Um, And then also, I don't know why, but they talked about yeast infections. So... (laughs) I'm sorry. And they pass that around. Um, but the, it was, so let's, let's call it Smith Hall, which is not the name of it. You started okay. a rumor that. Um, oh, no. What's his name? Um, damn it. Petty. What's his. Oh, Tom Petty. You started a rumor that Tom Petty was going to be playing a concert <laughs> in Smith Hall that probably holds 50 people. Why? At a Christian college. I don't know. And you just kept walking around. And you're the kind of person that even like if strangers walk by you, you would just go, Tom Petty's playing at Smith Hall. <laughs> And you just keep walking. And then, so it got around. And I think our friend who listens to this podcast, a guy, um, was like, are you the one that was saying that Tom Petty's playing? Um, so I just love the naivete that we would actually believe it. I know. And that everyone would, too. So this week, talking about performers, we're going to be talking about... The big 80s performer who's still around and looks the same, Carmen. One name, like Cher. It's yep. just one. And so, and, if, and every time Karen would say it to me, I'm like, you mean Cartman from South Park? Because I did not remember him one bit. See, that's the good thing. You just, you lived on this plane <laughs> That it was a nominal delight, but I actually ended up being a counselor at one of his concerts because Carmen was known for filling up huge venues, and on his website, it even says... Um, if you take all the mega stadium acts that played at Texas Stadium, Carmen brought in more people than Pink Floyd, U2, Madonna, the Jackson 5, Paul McCartney, Garth Brooks, and even Metallica. He drew in 71,000, ready? 132. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, which tells you these numbers are so important. They had to get that two in there. The two. Let, <clears throat> let me let me just talk for one second about now as a grown-up having experience and how things work, why that was. First of all, he didn't sell seats. Nope. 
Um, second of all, he probably didn't have the size of production that they did that would lop out a certain number of seats uh, that were not worthy of being purchased. So, like, behind the stage. Yeah. Carmen probably had a stage where everybody who could fit in there coming in free from an invitation from a local church would yeah. get in there. So, I mean, I know it's, it is, it is bigger numbers, but it's apples to oranges. You're absolutely correct. I didn't think of that because yeah, he would do it all free, but he would do a love offering. So think if everyone put in $1, that's $71,000 yeah. and one thirty-two. Yeah. Um <laughs> So he would go around or his marketing people and really hype it up in every church. And it was like, hey, youth, everyone come, bring a friend. This is going to be life changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, youth group people didn't have a lot to do in that type of situation. So and And in that in that year, I mean, you're young. There's only there's a limited amount of stuff you can do because of your age. And if you don't want to drink and go participate in other secular things. So, yeah. And you're broke. So, yeah, it's free. You're going to Carmen. And so I ended up being a counselor. And I wonder, I have a feeling that it would also be like, hey, we're looking at a church choir to come up and sing and back me up on this song. You know, so there was all this like, oh, we got to go watch our friend or all these different kinds of connections. So, yeah, I ended up being a counselor and got to wear like the special T-shirt that probably, I hope it didn't say counselor on back, but it probably (laughs) said. sure it did. Ask me about God. That's right. It said lifeguard, but life was like really (laughs) pronounced or after lifeguard. That would have been good. Uh huh. Um, so when, he but you started, showed up with all the other counselors. They 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 handed out the Carmen T-shirts. Yep, the special ones that you couldn't buy at the merch stand. That's right, peasants. So you were special. Um, duh. Uh, and we all sat with our friends. And mm-hmm. then when he started like the the altar call thing. Hmm. That was our cue, and you would see us all leave our seats and walk to the back. And although uh, this is what we're going to talk about with Carmen in general, although it's supposed to be time for being a humble servant, damn if there isn't an ego boost with having on that shirt and confidently walking back like, excuse me. Uh, I'm a counselor. I need to get back. Uh, could you move to the right, please? Thank you. Got to <laughs> right. go counsel. I'm on staff. <laughs> I'm with the band. And the <laughs> band is one person with one name. So move aside. So you didn't know about Carmen. I sent you pictures. Do I need to send you one again? Or can you look at one? <laughs> no, but and just thank you for that offer. <laughs> describe... Carmen. It turns out I did know about one Carmen song, and I'll tell you about it after I describe what you asked me to, what he looks like. Describing Carmen to somebody else, it occurred to me he looks like, to me, a combination of 
Chuck Woolery, who used to host the Wheel of Fortune, I think. Anyway, he's a game show host. And um, Don Cashane. Uh, Wayne Newton? Yeah. Wayne yeah. Newton. Yeah. So definitely the slick, tanned, hair, immaculate with product before product was a huge thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was product before product was cool. What, um, what about the poses on his Carmen.org website? <laughs> Man, what about them? Everyone seems to have uh, his hand near his face or a lot of chest revealed with a lot of chest hair. What is happening? Like that's, it it makes me feel awkward. So there is a bedroom pose, not on a bed, not in a bedroom, but the look where his arm is behind his head and he's smizing at the camera and away. What does that mean? What does smizing mean? <laughs> where you smile with your eyes, but he's not smiling, but it's sort of this <laughs> real focus at the camera that makes me uncomfortable. And oh, the so he's hair. trying to hypnotize you? Yeah. He's trying to hypnotize well, me. There was um there was an article that I was reading about him and she totally she calls it um it says Carmen chest hair peeking out the Elvis deep V of his shirt yeah called on fans to surrender their hearts to Jesus right there at the show um but she also mentioned that his uh his teeth were as white as ever and his hair was as dark as ever right. He has been very well preserved. So it's weird because he offered something totally different than like the Amy Grant type thing, Rich Mullins. Um, He was very flashy, very theatrical, had actors and all this stuff on the stage. Uh, he probably invested in tons of dry ice and smoke machines and had... His videos had huge production. Yeah. And the way he mixed up everything, like all the uh, the genres, so this is how they described him on his own website... You know that's not a they. He has described himself. That's what I'm thinking, because the awards section is insane, including that it says that he has the largest artist website, which I don't even understand how you measure that, or if he's screwed up the HTML and he just has a lot of storage issues on his website and he's measured it that way. I don't know. He just kept pressing the L key over and over and he's like, how's that for content? I know. Largest. (laughs) So it says the music. So how can we classify his music? Is it pop, comedy, Broadway, rap, country, rock or soul? The answer is Yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess. <that. laughs> 
And it says, if there's any original trademark to Carmen's repertoire, and I'm sorry, but either it's trademarked or it's not. So um, it is what we could only identify as a story song. It's a combination of drama, rock, comedy, funk, and that is the part that makes me very uncomfortable because I watch videos of him speaking and he gets into Black Jive Talk. And Black Jive Talk is an 80s uh, lingo for a white person trying to talk in an African-American way that is very embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, and like trying to be street. Yes. So he he definitely tries and switches up. He's a chameleon in that way. Right. He d- he dabbles in all of the different types of songs. He um, does. And, and and all of the the decades. He just goes from A to Z. So tell me about some of your favorite videos you watched. Well, don't use the word favorite so loosely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the same article that I had read, by the way, um, that was from the Houston Chronicle by Lisa Gray, mm-hmm. um, it says in quotes, this be a Jesus thing. Because apparently in one of his songs, that was one of the lyrics. This be a Jesus thing. Oh, gosh. Anyhow... I- and I know he has some song that's like called something something dat. Uh oh, yep. some some o dat. So that's great. Yep. So um one of one of the videos uh was called Satan Bite the Dust. <laughs> so Satan bite he, the he's dust. wearing this big cowboy hat and he comes into um like a saloon kind of thing with a gun. And he has a shootout with all these demons. And they're they're quasi-Muppets. Because you can tell that it's a person, but they've got a lot of makeup put on their face that looks like... Um, I want to say it's, it's aiming for like a Star Wars kind of feel. Right. It's aiming. Gotcha. But... Um, Hold on one second. I have to sneeze. <coughs> okay. Bless. So it's aiming Bless. for that Star oh, Wars cantina kind of feel with the makeup. And it, you know what else it reminded me of? Do you remember that video from 1986? But they were creepy-looking puppets, and it starts out with Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan saying goodnight, and they're puppets. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and they were were not like happy puppets. They were creepy grown-up versions of, you know, demented puppets. Right, yeah. Uh, Or, I don't know, whatever, what else you would call a puppet, like a, um, not claymation either. Anyway, maybe it was a puppet. Um, But in this one, in Addicted to Jesus, Mm -hmm. um, he's got a whole bunch of things like um, uh, flaming trash cans and, uh, let's see, gang hand signs. (laughs) 
He's got a he's got a, a hand sign that says A to J, presumably for addicted to Jesus. Oh God. Is so this an MC Hammer time when MC Hammer was doing too legit to quit with his hands? Probably. And um in, in Addicted to Jesus he says, Yo, what can I say? <laughs> um I'm a two J. Sorry. Did you watch Witch's Invitation? Okay, yes. There's my document on Witch's Invitation. So there's another one called Witch's Invitation. And he literally starts the video by receiving an invitation. <laughs> it's it's on an envelope addressed to Carmen. And the there's a fake address on there, and then of course his zip code is seven 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 seven. Ah, good yeah. one, Carmen. So, um, I feel like I feel kind of like I'm shitting on him, but at the same time, I feel very vindicated in that for a year now, you and I have been talking about how the part of church I hated most was the crappy music. Yeah, yeah. So this is nothing new for me to shit on on music in church. But this is talking music, too. So it it sort of deserves it. It's a lot of storytelling. Yes, Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of, it's a lot of theatrics, and it's a lot of him and him. So even like that, it's a witch's, lot of him and him. Yep. Yeah, even the witch's invitation that it has to be addressed to Carmen, like he's this powerful thing. He always puts himself as like the star or the hero of all the videos, and he, supposedly he made a movie because he loved boxing. So he made some movie. Um, let me see. Yes, and he had to get in shape for it. Yeah, and you're like, he talks about how he had to get in shape, and you're sort of like, but you didn't have to. <laughs> uh, so it said, but why he, not? I mean, let's set a goal and do it. And if the byproduct is getting in shape, then I think that that's great. Uh, so I guess you can watch it. It's it's it says in I like how you give them permission. I guess you can watch it. <laughs> In 1997, Carmen acted in and wrote the movie Riot. He trained for the fight scenes with UFC founder, blah, 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 and this other blah, blah, blah. And then he also did another film called The Champion, which has his face on it. And he prepared for six months with famed boxing coach, Terry Claben, the hurricane. And he talks about like all the people that he trained with, and then it shows him shirtless facing off with this and that person. So really, he's just putting himself on film, writing himself into it, and he yeah. becomes this hero, rocky figure that somehow represents Christ. I don't know. So, okay, so we're bouncing around here, but I'm sure the people who have seen these are are following along. Um, <laughs> because when you mentioned riot, you yeah. didn't say what R-I-O-T stood for. Uh, and it for- stands for Righteous Invasion of Truth. 
There you go. And, that's and get this. Thing. Let me let me let me just treat you to the lyrics oh, of Riot. It starts. Webster's dictionary say Oh no. A riot is like an unrestrained uproar in a public place, turbulent right in your face with the facts we're gonna spread God's word and attack every lie you've heard. Okay. That's uh I like where he brings up Webster's Dictionary and then automatically doesn't look up Webster's for which verb to use. Uh, He's going to give a toast at a wedding. Webster's Dictionary defines love. I know. Or the beginning of an essay. Well, you know, he's down. He's very down. So I read about his early years, according to him, and it says, as a boy, Carmen played the drums at five. And I have a pet peeve with anyone saying, yeah, I've been singing since a young age. We all sang at a young age. (laughs) There's nobody who didn't sing at a young age. So that doesn't qualify (laughs) shit. Um, But he started singing and blah, blah, blah. And then it says his aggressive spitfire nature landed him in a military institute. For two years. Mm-hmm. Um, as his talents developed, he studied acting and still underage. He played the club circuit in Atlantic City and New Jersey, throughout New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. Soon, Carmen was approached by a capo in the real life Sopranos, blah, blah, crime family. But he names the crime family. So. <laughs> I don't know how intimidating they were uh, to represent their interests. Um, And he said, okay, I'll think about it. I'm going to Vegas. I'll come back and I'll let you know. But he drove off to Vegas for something, attended an Andre Crouch concert, who's a singer, and Thanks. he was so moved, he became a Christian. So, as Wait, in... Wait, is Andre Crouch a Christian singer? Yes, yeah. Andre Crouch is. So, bottom line, he became a Christian, and then uh, now he can say, you know, his mafia ties, I guess. And that is a bit of a testimony. But... So he so he became a Christian watching another Christ, another singer. Yes. Isn't it fun? I mean, I really do think it's interesting that some people, that that will bring them to Christ. And for me, it just pushed. pushed Even you. though I was more than happy to perform in the productions. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but, there is something about the right kind of concerts that make you feel things. And Carmen's would be at the biggest auditorium venue. You would go and you would be with all these other youth. And now they do this all the time in different cities. Youth get together and you have the lights and you have someone talking Mm -hmm. to you. And before you know it, like, Teens who are have their emotions on the tip of every single nerve begin to cry and right. break down because you have someone saying, I can tell you feel unloved because all teens do. And they're like, oh, he's speaking to me. 
and I know right. who will love you no matter what, you know, and you've got this whole thing that either he believes wholeheartedly or he doesn't. I can't judge, although I'm judgy, but then that gets all these people to start crying. And then you're like, oh, you guys got to see Carmen. He was so life-changing. And he right. says how many people converted according to, you know, their numbers or whatever. Um, but as you and I know, Southern Baptists love their numbers, but they don't like right. their follow-up numbers. <laughs> They don't check into 10 years down the line. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they don't continue to rush the pledge, which is a term we had in our sorority. Like, if a pledge rushes and um, pledges your sorority, you've still got to keep rushing her afterwards to make her feel welcome and stick around. Otherwise, she will pledge and then leave. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. Which is what a lot of people in church didn't do, too. And I can name names. They're like, oh, (laughs) let's just get them in. Let's get them in. Let's get them, you know, baptized and on the membership rolls. And then it's like, bye. Right. And that's why almost, you know, after you left, the whole small group thing started booming a lot more because they realized, uh, I think it was Willow Creek, which we've already done an episode. Go look at that. That's got some good Mm -hmm. scandals and craziness. But they came up with the model of be flashy, get them in, get them to come Sunday night where you have a deeper sermon Get them to join small groups where then they're hooked in to, like, a little family of people. So unless you're me and they tell you, oh, we don't have a small group that you're right for right now. Like, (sighs) all I wanted was to be in a small group. And it didn't happen. It was, it was again, like a bad sorority mismatch. We're your small group, girl. Yeah. I was like, I'm willing to drive further. They're like, no, (laughs) we have them in certain areas. Like, okay. Uh I have tried. Yeah. Jesus. I tried. (laughs) Jesus, I have reached my hand out. And speaking of reaching your hands out, there's another song from Carmen. This is the one that I do remember because I think it was mid 80s. Lazarus come forth. Uh Uh-huh. And there's some exchange in the middle about Lazarus, Jesus, Lazarus, Jesus. (laughs) And there's a line in there where there's he's talking about Moses and Moses walked with a stick. And the line in the song was something to the effect of um, Moses put down his stick. And to me, I was listening to the audio only, and I, I heard Moses put down his dick. <laughs> so, and you're glad and it thinking, was just like, audio. <laughs> and, and he also referenced Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's a Bednego because we were taught how to pronounce things in our church. All right. That's what you say. So I'm going to believe you. Although I looked it up. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, a Bendigo sounds so much better. So does nuclear. Have at it. Yeah. 
All right. To me, a lot of the songs that he sings sound like fake songs that they would have written for 30 Rock that Jenna would have recorded. Yeah, that's true. It's they, definitely... They're, they're so over the top. The The videos were so uh, crammed full of things from the, the, the moment in time. Like in Riot, he's got people dancing in a warehouse... And it looks like a Janet Jackson homage. Right. Everything (laughs) is copied. And we've talked about that before. Like, if he was doing those hand gestures for whatever you said, addicted to Jesus or something, um, it was from A2J. Hammer. What is it? A2J. Oh, A2J. Um, Yeah, everything is just copied. Which, unfortunately, is like Weird Al Yankovic, which he would do that as a legitimate, I am copying someone. But when Christian artists do it, it's just, oh, we don't have an original idea. Right. That's why if if you're hoping that a Christian artist would come out and come up with some good original material, I think Kanye is kind of our hope. I guess so. There was some definite different artists in the 80s and the 90s who, they weren't coming up with new stuff, but they were coming up with authentically them stuff. That yeah, wouldn't you say Amy Grant? Definitely, you know. And then she split to be secular and make money. Uh-huh. She split to go mainstream to reach more people. And she did. She reached Finscale, um, who's very nice. They are. But, okay, there's so much more about Carmen. Uh, I was telling you this, and I need to go over this. So he had a cancer scare. He was, um, I can't remember too much about it, but He went through cancer, and he was better. Then he went through a heart scare, and a listener brought this to my attention. Let me burp. Done. Um, (laughs) By DMing us on Instagram. Go find us there, Deconversion Therapy. Um, And... She's like, I think something is going on with Carmen. So I went over to his Facebook, and here's what it says. So something was going on with his blood and his heart and all this. And he writes, uh, during the operation. Now, this is open heart surgery, maybe a bypass, etc. Right. Quote, during the operation, I was supposed to be unconscious, but the sedation wore off in 15 minutes. So I went through the entire heart operation fully awake, feeling everything, and twisting and yelling to get off the table. It took several orderlies to keep me down for four hours. Folks, it was like watching a Wild West show. He loves those because he made videos with me on a poker table and some local doctor with a Bowie knife digging in me after a shootout to find the bullet. And that this was just genuine. Right. It does not sound right at all. So 
they can't get him to fall asleep. So first of all, that's a sucky hospital I would sue. Secondly, (laughs) really? Open heart surgery where someone is twisting and turning to get off the table for four hours? Yeah, you can't, like, go, okay, pin him down and we're going to do this. You need a lot of stillness. I I don't want to call Carmen a liar, but... Maybe that's what he in his mind thought was happening while it was going on. I guess that... He was probably really being still, but that's what his brain was telling him. I have no idea and unfortunately everyone believes him on Facebook. He still has this big following. He's doing another tour called the Legacy Tour and people are still doing you know going to see him and meeting with him and all that and uh, what's the date of today? I think tomorrow night he's going to be in your town. Nope. Yep. (laughs) Not my town. <laughs> oh, I think you can make it. We can. I think I have something going on. I think it, it, that's when we record again, but I can, I can let it go. Oh, uh, nope. I think we have uh, committed and <laughs> going to be doing that. Um, I will tell you that when I had an operation to take plates out of my arm, They put me under, but not under so much that I didn't feel everything. It didn't hurt, but I felt it all. I could hear the machine. You know, I could feel them cutting my arm. Right. You know, pulling it back, and I could hear the machine unscrewing the screws. Yeah. And then I could feel them yanking it out and sewing me back up. But it didn't hurt. Right, right. But I think that he just had that experience and probably... Felt like he was struggling to get up, which is sad. It is because in his position, he takes that and puts it part of his show to make a testimony or whatever. And there you have people going like, this guy's so tough. He's a hero. Like he has that persona. And I'm sure he does good in the world and he donates to things, I'm hoping. But... I'm like, is he bonkers? His teeth are too white (laughs) to just be a humble servant of God. And him (laughs) with that story is just, it drives me crazy. What I was saying was a shame about it is if you're mentally in anguish and they can't tell because it's only happening in your brain and your body is still enough, then he was in pain, you know? And they didn't have any way of getting him out of that pain. Right. What do you mean? What? I didn't understand that. Like he's in physical pain? What I meant was if he was on the operating table and he was conscious enough to think that he was thrashing around. Yeah. In his mind, he really was thrashing around, even if he wasn't physically. Yeah. And so he was in anguish and they had no way of knowing. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I feel I feel bad for him in that respect. I feel bad for him in a lot of respects. <laughs> I know. But um yeah. So he and then up, go and ahead. then he also has a newer song about about Trump that's out. What do you say? That's some <laughs> what 
Christians getting mixed up with politics. I know. Let me hear this um, newness. So did you listen to it? I did listen to it. And and he smiles the whole time. He calls it the President Trump blues. Oh, no. Oh, no. And uh, let's see. It's the wild ride of an election. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find something where I can get the lyrics without having to play it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Please don't play it. <laughs> well, A, copyright. Um so there's some here's some of the lyrics from a website, and I can't really tell. Oh, it's a Christian newsletter, and apparently it's called Hello Christian. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, famed gospel singer Carmen Lichardello. Oh, now they want me to subscribe to Hello Christian. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, so a few of the lyrics from the Trump song. Say, he came down the escalator. He said, November, I'm the man. Going out to Washington and kicking a few cans. Um, I wish it were cans and not ass. Fuck, yeah. He wants to say ass. Um, but A, he had to rhyme, and B, he had to, you know, clean it up. Um, trade deals are awful. Healthcare is a dump. Pack your bags, political hacks, because I'm going to drain the swamp. Nope. Didn't happen that way, did it? Build his swamp. Um, let's see. Oh, I've got news. I'm changing the rules. I'm going to build that wall. While Hillary's bitter, the Donald's on Twitter making America great. Wow. God. So, see, this is it. It's He is singing to his freaking, you know, people. And he is definitely that alpha male type person. That's what gets me. Yeah. Like we take down charlatans and the Jim Bakers and the con men and there at first was nothing really too bad to say about Carmen except that he didn't seem like a humble servant, um, very showy. But the more you yeah. get into it, you're like, what a shyster. There's no vulnerability that makes me attach to this person and go, okay, there's some realness right there. Um, yeah, and a more cynical person might think that when he went to see Andre Crouch, he thought, here is a job I could do. Yeah, I would never think that. I know, a more cynical person might think that. I do. But I also think that a lot of the other people that who we've talked about in life have had realizations of, oh, hey, maybe I can somehow parlay this group of people into paying me for yeah. what I like to do, which is talking to people right. and being a, a charismatic figure. I agree. Um, so, Although I don't know. Maybe everything is more holy and sweet than I realize. With him? Everyone. Okay. One day I'll die and Jesus will tell me. I think, one, <laughs> none of that's happening. Um, okay, so his Twitter is at Carmen TV. So he oh. definitely just has this huge, 
you know, persona. Um, and his location is touring everywhere, exclamation <laughs> mark. Oh, I'm everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And he definitely has a lot of uh, followers. He has... Yep. Um, and read the comments on some of his videos. They are all very effusive. They right. love him. Um, it's it's a very positive thing. Well, that is Papeche. Uh, so he was known as like this bachelor, very slick. There were rumors. Why isn't he married? Why doesn't he have a family? Especially being like Italian, you would think like you would see a big this, family. Yeah, which is stereotypical, but nonetheless, and especially in the Christian genre, like most people are married at a certain age. He just got married. I don't know how old he is. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I don't. I don't think he talks about that. Oh, he does not. Uh, <laughs> let me see when he was born. He was born in 56. Oh, that's not as old as I thought. Really? No. Well, he... Because in 86, that meant he would be 30. Right. And he already seemed like very adult when he was singing and doing all that. But he just got married maybe five years ago to a beautiful blonde woman. And it looks like she has kids and children, uh, grandchildren and all that. But yeah, he's only been married for the last five years. And then I want to end it on this other peculiarity. Peculiarity. What? Peculiarity? Um, There's something peculiar. All right. Mm -hmm. I think I uh, would like to send you some of my favorite uh, items that I found. I just want you to describe. Where did you find these? I'm not what do you telling mean you. Found? you. <laughs> They're just general. Okay. Great. Are these things on eBay again? Maybe. That's my favorite to look up a word on eBay and see how many things come up. I want you to describe what I just sent you. <laughs> it looks like something. It looks like a cartoon from the TV show Friends because it's a it's a clock. It's a cartoon of a clock. It says one fifty seven, mm-hmm. and it's got purple bricks in the background. Yeah. And there's a cup of coffee. That's what made me think of Friends. How do you know it's a cup of coffee? It's it's a coffee cup with um, swirls coming up. And the and word black. coffee underneath. Oh, and the word coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I know. <laughs> so it's this very, like, yeah, friends type thing where, and it's a clock, but, it, but it's a graphic. Yeah, it looks like a sticker that you would get at, you know, a little a little coffee place if you were a child. You're like, here. Right. Here's a sticker. So I, I'm sending you two more, and you can just describe, again, what you see. And then I'm it's gonna... another. It's another cartoon of a clock, and it says <laughs> it says pizza, but this time it's four o two. I a wonder clock. what if he had a four twenty. All right, <gasps> um, and this pizza is twenty five cents. So I don't know. It says pizza by the slice, twenty five cents. I don't know what maybe. 
Okay. All right. And then the last one, maybe. It's another cartoon clock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you there's, doing? There's and this def- time it's 723. <laughs> and there's the Krispy Kreme Donuts logo behind it. Which right. Which makes me really happy. Okay. So I found these on his Facebook. And he posts them about uh, once a week. And he writes... Quote, making these clocks is my hobby. I call it Carmen art, one word. Just print it, frame it, bring it, and I'll sign it at the next concert meet and greet. So I don't understand. So you print up a picture of a cartoon clock that does not work. Like, why wouldn't... I like that there would be a cartoon clock that does work. Maybe maybe they're faces for an iWatch. They're not. (laughs) They are... They're trademark impinging when he puts on the Krispy Kreme logo. And he steals, like, all... It's He's not making them. He's grabbing stuff and putting it in a clock face. But why wouldn't you put it in something that doesn't work? Just if he if he wants or to that's print not it supposed up, to be um a a thing that does a a function. Right. I don't get yeah. it. So you print like maybe it, if they were just frisbees. Or just a circle. And he's like, I'm going to sign it. I made this graphic. But clock, I don't understand. And then he just does like you print it. I don't get it. I know. So on some comments, um, Mm -hmm. I just saw someone say, nice clocks. Good for a cafe (laughs) or coffee. I I have to pee as it is. Uh, <laughs> what other comment could there be than nice clocks? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, Sorry. I don't know. And sadly, at the end of that, oh gosh, the person says, also watch YouTube about a man cured of cancer from dog wormer. Okay. I don't know what is happening. Um, I don't know what these clocks are. Uh, there's one <laughs> with Charles Schultz peanuts, uh, where it's Charlie His Brown what? and okay. Snoopy. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, I guess to, to each his own. To each there's... his own um, <laughs> total breaking of copyright. So, what? yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, this, All right, well, I hope if you guys have any um, Carmen stories or any stories, we need them for our letter sodes where we read your funny church stories, things that happen to you that are true. You can find us and submit them at our website at deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And if you put deconversion therapy in anywhere, you should be able to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and our favorite, which is Instagram. And we are not getting on TikTok and and for 
fuck's sake, squad, what is it, um, Snapchat, and all the rest. We can barely keep up with this, so you'll just find us there, and we'll be so pleasant. You posted something funny on Instagram recently, so that's pretty much the best place to go. Yeah, yeah, there's some just crazy stuff we find. Um, That's it. We hope you have a good week, and you'll see us next week with another original podcast. (laughs) Not trademark crap.